Welcome to the Prophecy Club. You know, the objective here is to get you informed so that when these things start coming to pass, which probably is not going to be too much longer, you are going to be able to give an answer. It's also, at least from my point of view, I want people to understand that the whole time I've been telling them the truth. When they can look back and say, you know what? Prophecy Club been telling us all this stuff so that one day when we point them to Jesus, they will believe us. Today we're going to be listening to I Saw Subs Attack America. This is from my very favorite speaker. Out of 160 speakers we had over 25 years, he's number one in my book. I just love Henry Gruber. Wonderful, wonderful Christian man. And it's part of a six-DVD offer that we have going right now. The six DVDs you can get, valued at $200, all available for a gift of just $50. Or you can go to WatchProphecyClub.com and watch all of our DVDs for a gift of $20 a month or $200 a year. Now, here are the six DVDs in this gift offer. Top Soviet War Plans for America. I'm not going to go into explaining them because we've already explained those over the last several broadcasts. And I don't want to bore you. So Top Soviet War Plans for America by Jeff Nyquist. Russian Defector Warns America by Stanislav Lunev, the highest-ranking Russian military officer to ever defect to America. Russian Bear Awakes by yours truly. The Babylonians Are Coming by Pastor Massey. Russia's Secret Weapon to Defeat America by Bill Sneblin and Storm, Judgment, and Revival by Shane Warren. All six DVDs, valued at $200, gift of $50, prophecyclub.com, 785-266-1112, or watch them all at watchprophecyclub.com. Now let's go listen to Henry Groover in I Saw Subs Attack America. As we were walking down and praying in eastern, in East St. Louis, I came on a museum. And in this museum were many articles and drawings and sketches made by priests, Catholic priests who come in as missionaries, and by trappers. And they, they explained the youth of the Mound Indians. See if this doesn't sound familiar. The youth of the Mound Indians were, the trappers were warned and the priests were warned, be careful, you get near them, they will kill you. They wear very little clothing. They have tattoos all over their bodies. They have earrings all the way around their ears and in their noses, in their genitals, and earrings all in their eyelids. And they are fond of the heavy beat and the rapping sound. Does that sound like today? That's a spirit over this nation. It's a spirit over our nation. It's curses on our nation. And God has said, if you walk these areas, I will visit you and I will begin to do a work in America and the youth of this nation. I'm believing God's going to begin to do a mighty work with the youth of our nation. You say, how's this going to happen? I'm afraid he's going to have to bring some calamities on us. He's going to have to invade our comfort zone. We're too comfortable. It's hard to believe in hard times when you're having such a good time. It's very difficult. It's not natural. Because the human attitude is, is not to believe it except that it is existing. You say, I'll believe it when I see it because I'm seeing it now and things are going good. I don't believe it. But I want to tell you something. God is getting ready to do a mighty work. I've said questions that I wonder in the Russian invasion one, Russian invasion two. President Clinton is our 42nd president. There were 42 kings that ruled over Judah and Israel. Before 
she went into Babylonian captivity. The 42nd of the President of the United States is Clinton right now. Queen Elizabeth is in, is the 42nd monarch ruling over Great Britain. And in the very year that Clinton was inaugurated, she was in the 42nd year of her reign. The 42nd state to be admitted to the Union, Washington, the state of Washington, during the inauguration of Clinton when he first won, the very hour and the very day that he was taking the oath, record-breaking winds and storms were pounding the state of Washington, the 42nd state to be admitted to the Union. Is God trying to speak a message to us? As we finished walking the path of the uh, the path of the Mound Indians all the way up to Mandan, North Dakota, Mandan, Bismarck, we were standing on Fort Lookout. And I had them put backs to each other holding hands. We lifted our hands and we begin to renounce and remit the sins across our nation that of the curses and rebuke the curses and void out the power and the spell of the curses over our youth. One of the young men cried out and said, look, we had nine eagles circling over us. He said they came down or five eagles. They came down the heart river, the heart and the Missouri joined together right there. Mandan's in the Y of it. Five eagles came down the Heart River, and were circling us so close we could hear the wind in their wings. They were circling us and looking at us. When all of a sudden another man said, Look, here comes nine more. And then nine more eagles were coming down the Missouri. We, we all saw that. And nine more eagles came and joined the five eagles. That's 14 eagles. Fourteen is the number in animal husbandry of bringing forth a purebred nation, a purebred of people, a purebred of animal. What do you mean a purebred of people? Matthew chapter 1. All three segments of the purebred of the genealogies of Jesus Christ are segmented into 14 generations. Three times 14 is 42. Do you see what I'm saying? God doesn't throw this kind of terminology in the word for nothing. He isn't speaking this for nothing, but he is pleading with America. I've given you enough documentation, and believe me, I have edited out and edited out to get it into this segment. But there is so much evidence that has been presented to our nation's Pentagon and our Secretary of Defense. But our Secretary of Defense needs prayer because he does not believe it. He does not accept it right now. We need to pray for the leaders of our nation, but we need to pray for our church, too. Because you see, in Ezekiel chapter 9, the man with the linen ephod was told to go into the city, the midst of the city, and mark those that sighed and cried for the abominations that are committed in the land. It's the abominations that are committed in this land that are defiling it. It's the abominations that are committed in this land that are causing things like pephisteria and these kind of flesh-eating parasites. Folks... I have traveled and worked with 75 countries of the earth in my lifetime. Many of your countries where they practice the things that we have now passed laws to protect for generations have been battling with these kind of flesh-eating parasites. For generations have been battling with all manner of outbreaks of different types of insects, different types of poisonous snakes. All kinds of things are taking place around the world in the countries of them that have forgotten God. We have legislated immorality. In the 60s, the common expression was with the new wave and the new morality. They always said you cannot legislate morality. So what did we do? We turned around and we legislated immorality. And we passed laws so you could be immoral. Before you're the age 14, you can abort a child. And you can let that blood, that child's blood run down the city sewers into 
our lakes and our rivers. And you think there will be no ill effects of it? I guarantee you there's effects of it. I have walked many areas. The place, the very tunnel that Diana was killed in is the site of an ancient massacre, folks. No one had ever gone in and remitted the sins and cleansed that land and taken it back. How do you do that? You can do it. Romans chapter 3, 25, verse 25 says, Remitting the sins that are past. What do you mean remitting the sins that are past? Remit means to release, to, to absolve, to let go, to desist, to moderate, to mitigate. To alleviate, to soften, to relent. You see what I'm saying? That word remit means to, to loosen up and lift off the load of condemnation from the land and creation and human beings. And then the Romans 2.4 is to release the goodness of the Lord in that land that leads men to repentance. And then Matthew 9.38 says that we release what? We ask God to send the laborers into the harvest. We better see a harvest come into America or we are in trouble, people. We are headed for serious consequences. Because if God said it in his word, and he did it to those pagan nations, and you say you believe the Bible, I say to you, if you do not believe America is in for what we've been talking about in this segment, you have a problem with believing the word of God. Then you are demanding that God accept our unrighteousness and wickedness of this nation. You are demanding that God compromise the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T that he said he'd watch over to perform. You are demanding that God alter his word. Don't do it. He doesn't. He says he honors his word above his own name. We're heading into very serious times. Our nation is facing a very serious time, very serious consequences. The Y2K thing is facing us head on. Our stock market is jumping and dropping. Jump, it's galloping right now. You realize what's going to happen? That market crashes. Back in the 50s, just 20 years after the Great Depression, what percentage, I saw this in the Wall Street Journal just a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry, I don't have the article, but I read it sitting on a plane. In the 50s, it stated that only 14% of the middle class of America was involved in the stock market. As of date right now, it said 62% of the middle class of America is involved in the stock market. I was just in Dallas, Texas last night and several informed me that they have just passed a new law that you can now mortgage your house. You can, you can mortgage and get loan, mortgage loan payments. It was against the law until now. Governor Bush signed it into, into law. What does that mean? Newspaper articles, they said there's so many people going and rushing to the loan companies to mortgage their house to jump into the market. They're mortgaging their property and their land to jump in the market because it looks like a sure thing. I tell you something, what's going on in that situation now is going on exactly what they're orchestrating. The, the gods of this world, the men of this world are orchestrating a system to destroy the middle class of America. Why? You destroy the middle class and you have destroyed the backbone of America. You have destroyed democracy. You will destroy the Constitution. And the final end of that will be when the market crashes, you'll see revolution in the streets and what will take place. All of a sudden you got rioting and everything and you have martial law instantly and you have lost democratic law. You have lost democracy. You are now a nation under martial law like so many other nations of the earth. And I, I assure you, 
the nations I've been in that are under martial law, it is the exception rather than the rule that there is righteousness in that nation. We are headed into a very serious time. And God is pleading with us. He's begging us to consider. Now, much of the documentation that I have given to you expresses the danger of the first strike. In the vision that I had, uh, I call the Astoria vision. In the Astoria vision, February 1981. I don't know why God gives a lot of these to me in February. Something about February. Maybe it's because it's kind of the dead of winter and I, I, I slow down and get still before him. I don't know. I was just thinking about that a while ago when I was looking at the list of visions. But in this vision, we were called to a ship, a merchant ship. We were working with the chaplaincy of the Port of Portland for 12 years, along with international ministry, going foreign. But when I'd come home, I was still working with foreigners. Worked 12 years as the chaplain in the, the shipping ministry there with the port officials. And uh, in the vision... We were called to go down on a ship in Astoria. And we were on the ship, and I was up on the bridge talking to a Philippine captain in the vision. And all of a sudden, bombs started firing off and everything and exploding. And we walked over and looked out, and we planes were coming in and missiles were flying. And the captain said to me, your nation is under attack. And I said, yes, we better pray. We watched these ships come in with troops on them, and they went right around that big ship that was tied up in anchor right there on the dock. Tied up on the dock, not an anchor. And uh, we saw Chinese troops just pounding, just coming off of these troop carriers. And they were running through the city of Astoria, just shooting everybody they saw. Well, that was the end of that vision. Two days later, 10 o'clock in the morning, a man calls. It's a captain of a Philippine ship, and he's in Astoria. And he says, can you come? And do a chapel service on my ship. And I trembled and I thought, oh Lord, is it going to happen? We went down and I went, I wrestled with taking my whole family and finally got a piece about it because there were several other adults wanted to go down on the meeting, down on the ship. We went and had a wonderful meeting with him, but the captain called me aside and he said, I must talk to you about something. He said, last night when we were out waiting for the bar pilot to bring us over the bar into the Columbia River so we could come portside. He said, we were out there waiting for the bar pilot to be delivered to our ship. He said, I was at the wheel. And he said, I looked and all of a sudden the sky turned blood red off on the horizon. He said, it was at nine o'clock at night in February, that would be pitch dark. He said, I called the first officer up, had him take the wheel. And I went back to the chart room thinking maybe Mount St. Helens had blown its cap, its top. Because you see, in 1980, May the 8th. 18th, 1980, it blew its top, and it would be in that direction looking toward Portland. He said, I looked on my chart and realized that the blood red sky was not over where Mount St. Helens would be. It was directly over Portland, Oregon. He says, my first mate up there at the wheel, first officer, called to me, and he said, the sky is covered with blood. It's red like blood. Now, sailors know red skies in the morning, red skies at night. But not heading into 9.30, 9.45 at night, you don't have light. And he, the officer, the captain said, yes, I see it. What direction is he? Is that way? Yes, that's right. So they called another officer up. They called several officers up and they verified it. They all saw the same thing. He said to me, what do you think this means? And then I told him the vision that I had called the Astoria vision. These were Chinese troops, strike troop forces that were coming in. And then I had the other vision. Uh, in 1989, 
And this vision was a very interesting vision. This vision, I saw what I call the grizzly bear vision. This was when Desert Shield was set up. It wasn't Desert Storm yet till 1990, was it? I think, what, February 90 or something like it became Desert Storm, if I have my year right. But Desert Shield was set up in this time, and people were asking me, what do you think this means? And I began to seek the Lord. And the Lord gave me a vision. I call it the grizzly bear vision. And in this vision, I had a little 18-month-old boy sitting in the car seat, and I was going in up in country that looked kind of like what you'd call the Northwest Territory, where the mountains are kind of smooth, but they're very high. They're part of the, the Rocky Mountains sub, uh, uh, terrain below the Rockies. And I pulled into a big parking lot. And there was a place where a park area was, a campsites area, and a little river, I mean a lake, and a forest ranger's house. I pulled in front of the forest ranger's house. I turned and looked. He was getting off of a canoe off the lake. He was dressed in the forest ranger's uniform. I was walking toward him, and I, I smelled fresh-cut flowers. I looked, and here was one of the crank-up type wells, and all the way around the base of it and up the poles and on the roof was fresh-cut flowers. And there was a cover over the, the mouth of the well, and laying on it was a baby grizzly bear. I wonder if that is in Kuwait. Laying on it was a baby grizzly bear. I walked over there and I said, oh, a bear. And I was carrying the little boy and he says, bear. And I reached out to touch the bear and I pulled my hand back and said, it's dead. It looked like it was sleeping. The little boy says, bear all dead. That's about what age he was. And I turned, I heard the, the forest ranger coming toward me. And I turned to him and said, what's with the bear on the, on the well casing? Oh, he says, don't worry about that. That isn't what I called you to come and see. You know, people these days, they'll celebrate anything or excitement. He says, "What well, to see what I, I can't call you to see, we have to go across the waters. So we went and got in the canoe, put the little boy in the middle. I got in the front. The forest ranger was behind me. We began to row across the waters. And all of a sudden, on the other side of the waters, like on the other side of the ocean, I began to see these grizzly bears coming in and out of view. And I said, whoa, those are grizzly bears. I don't want to go near that shore. And he says, we're not. We're going to start turning. And I thrust my oar in to help turn. Now he says, look, keep watching in that general direction. But that isn't what I called you to see. But you'll see it if you watch in that direction. I begin to count these grizzly bears that came in and out of view. There were between 12 and 14 of them that I could make out. When all of a sudden behind them in the medium growth range of mountains behind them, this massive bear stood up and let out a growl that sounded like cannon fire echoing off the mountains all over. The hair stood up on my arm and the back of my neck and I screamed out and I said, let's get out of here. He could come out in these waters and get us. I mean, that would only be ankle deep to him. That's your submarines, people. I believe it with all my heart. We turned and headed back and the forest ranger said, now that's what I called you over to see. He's the one we've got to watch out for. He almost got us yesterday. We went back. He asked us to come into the cabin. And have some refreshments before we left. I was sitting on his couch and playing with a little boy. And he was just laughing and giggling like a family environment. The wife of the forest ranger and him were in the kitchen preparing refreshments. They came out and she came out with a tray and was on the left of me by the fireplace. Where the, the forest ranger's gun was above it. 
And she had just started to ask what I'd like for a drink. And he just came with a tray of, of refreshments when all of a sudden the door literally exploded open. And this massive head of this bear stuck in the door. His hair hackles standing up on the back of his neck. The forest ranger dropped his tray. The woman dropped her tray and she started throwing her hands, screaming and yelling, panicking. The forest ranger looked at the big bear coming in the door and looked over at his gun. And he had to cross the path of the bear to get to his gun. What do we have to do today? The treaties that we have made and all, we have to cross the path of Russia to get to our weapons, people. We have sewn ourselves in. The bear has become enormous, and the bear is in cahoots with the Arab countries, 12 to 14 of them, and there is high activity in and out of, in and out of sight. In January this year, it looked like we were going to build up again and have another desert storm, didn't it? And I cried out to the Lord because I was getting ready to go to Europe. And the Lord said, tell the people that this is not the real thing. This is only a policing action. There will be policing actions, but watch because that it will happen, what you said. And I said, we will be drawn again to the Middle East in mass. We will be drawn through conflicts like Bosnia and like Taiwan and like North Korea. Conflicts are going to come up to draw us away from home base, to deplete our home defense mechanism. That's the strategy. Then revolution breaks loose inside of our nation. Why? To throw us into chaos and confusion. Because out of confusion and chaos, the, 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 the communist system says they gain strength and power. And I've shown you that in quotes in the mentality of these people. They don't mind revolution. They don't mind it at all. This is some of the things that we're facing. We're facing very serious times. It is believed at the Pentagon that Russia is preparing to offer to the United States of America... An offer on a crisis basis. Because of the Y2K crisis, they're saying, we want you to agree with us that we'll all shut our computers down early. Because we cannot guarantee you in case, this was presented to the Pentagon, folks. Secretary Cohen heard it and sit there and just shook his head no. It's the, the gentleman from the Pentagon told me personally, he said he looked like he was ready to burst out laughing any second. He did not buy it. They're, that's the scenario they believe. They're going to ask us to shut down because they can't guarantee there won't be any misfirings of their missiles, any accidents. And we shut down early, folks. Then we have shut down our last link of defense, of early warning systems, of all the things that we have. We are in trouble because in every case we have made the agreement and it has not been ratified, but we go ahead and do it. I've shown you that. And we go ahead and do it. We're so trustful. And they hit us. We are in trouble. Well, people, it's time to pray. It's time to seek the Lord as we have never sought the Lord before. The days are numbered of America. But I assure you, I believe with all my heart that they're numbered according to God's people in America. They're numbered according to you if you call yourself a Christian. If you're not sighing and crying for the abominations that are committed in this nation every day, if you are justifying them, if you are trying to legitimate them, then you are as guilty as the ones that are committing them. And unless you sigh and cry, Ezekiel chapter 9 says you will not receive the mark. And the orders were given with the five men with the, the destroying weapons in their hand. And when they went forth, they were told to go forth and to kill utterly all, men, women, and children, and start with the ancients and start in my temple or in my church. 
That's Ezekiel 9. Read it. It's a very serious time. And we must recognize the hour that we're living in. We're living in very serious times, people. And it is heavily dependent upon the church. We have learned 2 Chronicles 7.14, but we have not acted on it. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, will pray, and will repent of their sins and seek my face, I will answer from heaven and forgive them of their sins and will heal their land. People, we need our land healed. We need our nation healed. America the brave, America the beautiful is in grave danger of being America no more. We are heading for a radical change in our lifestyle. The blessings of God are about to be pulled out from under us. We are heading for tragedy if we don't repent and get it right with God. We are on dangerous territory. I have much documentation that I can show you. I can tell you Again and again, why will we go back into the Middle East? Why is it that we would go back over there? Well, I want to tell you something. If spending $40 billion a year protecting Saudi oil isn't going to persuade the wealthy businessmen of this nation to keep our nation over there, if another situation like Kuwait arises, don't you think we'll go back? We've never really pulled away from there, have we? We're still over there and we're still watching very closely. We're headed for very serious consequences if we don't watch these early warning signals. Now, the next vision that I want to finish this segment up with is this. This vision, I watch the hand of God because God said, I will not let utter annihilation take place in this nation. In the latter days, I will gather the wicked who have no heart to repent. I will gather them as I gathered the animals into Noah's ark. And I shut the door. I will gather them into cities that are marked for utter destruction. They will be in massive conferences and conventions. They will be parading down the streets in the nude in all their philosophies and all their demands and their haughtiness when the bombs hit. And you will see them no more. If you don't believe that, that's Psalms chapter 37. You will look for them, the word of God says, and they will be ashes under your feet. I say to you, if you are watching this right now and you are haughty in your spirit and you say away with this Christian stuff and all this radical Christianity I plead with you it is time to repent behold today is the day of salvation if you don't turn now you will be drawn by the spirit of God and when the destruction hits this nation it will take you out and you will be ashes under the believers feet the word of God says it in that vision I saw missiles coming up over the coastal range they were cruise missiles I explained them to a gentleman just a few days ago who's in a... I'm going to interrupt right there, but I really want you to get these seven DVDs. Top Soviet War Plans for America, Russian Defector Warns America, I Saw Subs Attack America, Russian Bear Awakes, Babylonians Are Coming, Russia's Secret Weapons, Storm Judgment and Revival, and the First 34 Orders. Also, get Jeff Nyquist's book, Origins of the Fourth World War, free valued at $230 for a gift of $50. But you can call 785-266-1112 and get a code and go to watchprophecyclub.com and you can watch all seven of them for the next 90 days for a gift of just 20 bucks. 785-266-1112. 785-266-1112. 
888-888-1112. Watch all seven of them for 90 days, gift of $20. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for those gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each, 25 for $160, that's $640 each, 15 for $120, that's $8 each, 10 for $100, obviously $10 each, 6 for $70, 4 for $50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com, there's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. Go visit WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch over 160 Prophecy Club titles for an introductory monthly recurring subscription of just $20 a month, or a yearly subscription for $200. The early $200 subscription is the best deal because it locks in your rate against increases in monthly subscriptions. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. You'll love the format. It's easy to watch, and the quality is great. WatchProphecyClub.com. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out today.